Welcome to the Tej Talks podcast. Forget the property celebrities. We speak to relatable people with fascinating journeys, just like you. Hosted by Tej Singh, we bring you new stories, life-changing deals, and expert advice every week. Welcome everyone to another Tej Talks during lockdown. I haven't been too active because the listener numbers have just dropped, so yeah, it's not worth it when 50% of people are listening, uh, not listening. I want this value to reach as many people as possible, especially when I have guests on. But today, I'm going to talk to you about project management. If you're watching this on YouTube, then you have the benefit of some slides that I've prepared to talk alongside this. Now, I spoke about project management at PPN Knightsbridge, the event that me and Pippa host uh, every second Tuesday of the month. It's free. It's on Zoom. So please uh, message me for tickets or go to the, the PPN website and look at Knightsbridge yourself and you'll find the tickets there. Uh, we had, I think, 180 people last time and 90 the time before, so it's going really well. But we do something called Lessons from the Hosts, where we, we present sort of 15 minutes of just something we've learned or some core key value to give to people. So I covered project management. Now, just to make clear, I'm not a qualified Prince2 practitioner. I'm not a construction project manager. The only experience I have in this is doing it myself. So if you're a project manager listening to this in construction, I mean, you know, you know a lot more than me and maybe you have no point listening. But anyone else who's starting out, I'm going to give you my experience and insight and tips into project managing your refurbishments. This is not going to be an, an A to Z guide, but I hope it will cover the core bulk of things and at least give you things to think about and implement that can change how your projects go. Uh, so project management. If you're on YouTube, you can see uh, the, the, what's happening on the screen. That is that is an aspect of project management, but it's not, it's not the core aspect. So project management, what is it? I think, you know, it's easy to sort of say, it's just managing a project and then hoping it's on time and making sure the builders turn up and they don't sort of run away. And, you know, yes, that is that, that is project management. But I think if I break it down first, before we actually go into it, I think it will help, help us all kind of understand what it is. But also then once we understand something, we can then delve into it. And you might have the wrong idea about it. And if you're going to hire a project manager... I'm, I'm not talking about for big developments and using QSs and PMs. That's totally different. I'm talking about buy-to-let, HMOs, kind of small refurbs you might class them as. It's important to know what they should be doing. So one of the first things I think that it's important for a PM to do, and not all will do this, but I'm going off the example that you are the PM, is to have budgetary control. You know, you need to know where are we tracking, how much is left on the invoice, you know, where is the cash coming for to pay for this. If we're having to do extra work, how does this sit in the budget and is it out of a contingency or is it out of a totally new fund and where do we need to get this from? If we're coming under, which is very unlikely, then fantastic. Could we use that money because we have it on something to make it better or are we going to reallocate it to another project? It's important to stay on track with these things and kind of in a timely fashion. So Excel spreadsheets are great. I mean, QuickBooks and, and Zero you can use to kind of bookkeep and you can use it to do business analytics usually per bank account, so it may not work per refurb. But I find Excel quite useful in using different colours and different fields, and I've got a cost tracker for every project. So what the builders quoted, what my extras are, kitchen, materials, bathroom, blah, blah, blah. And then I've got invoices that have been paid, and I kind of, instead of using 
I'll get to this later, but I, I also use it to track progress via colours, which I'll talk about in a minute. If you're a project manager or you're looking for one, you need to have attention to detail. You cannot walk into a room that's been badly plastered or um, has been painted wrongly or the skirts are not fitted properly and you'd be like, yeah, this is quality, this, I like this, yay, this is good, yay, I'll sign it off. Uh-uh, you have to walk in and be like, I hate everything. That's not right, this isn't right, why isn't that right? That's a millimetre off, that's a centimetre off. Doesn't mean that if it's a millimetre off, you need to get it fixed, but you need to be the kind of person who notices this, or your project manager needs to notice this, you know, because when it comes to snagging, which is really, really important, a big job of project managers, you need to have an attention to detail, and as do you, right? And it helps if you've looked at really high-end stuff, mid-end, low-end, mid-refurbs, and you just understood, you know, what bits need paying attention to, which often is a lot of it when you're when you're snagging. But also as you're going along, you know, um, I built a fitted a shower cubicle in a in like a sort of shower room we're making, but it's got a window there. And I said, so what about the enclosure? It's going to be sort of on the window. He was like, oh, yeah, missed that. I was like, okay, well, I'm sure you can make it look swag. But those little attention to details, if there was a project manager on site, they would have said, nope, toilet goes here and we'll put the shower room upstairs, right? Little things like that can make a difference, especially when it comes to swag. Uh, and also things being right, you know? Understanding jargon, you know, you need to know the difference between a plasterboard, a fireproof plasterboard, a moisture board, an elements board, a, you know, the difference between a... 18th standard regulation RCD box versus an old school one, what people mean by domino, electric board, uh, like the differences between underpinning with concrete and underpinning with something funky like GeoBear or what a, a cavity wall tie does. You know, understanding jargon is important. I personally love constructions. I'm really interested in it. So it comes naturally to me to want to understand these things and be really curious. But it helps, you know. You know, yes, you can pull the wool over my eyes because I'm not a builder. But my curiosity and my knowledge means that's much harder to do. And really, you need this kind of self-protection from from potentially bad builders. And, you know, YouTube guides speak to builders. There's quite a few builders on Facebook. It may not be in your area, but they have personal brands. I think a few builders do courses. I've got two podcasts with Martin Rapley and Dan Hulbert about, purely about construction. So go have a listen to them. They're, they're, they're quite a few months old, so you have to scroll back and find them. I think they start with Q&A. You need to be process driven. And that means, okay, how how are things gonna work out? Okay, we've done this, right? What's next? What's the process? Mm, okay, we've detected some damp. What's the process? What's our options? Uh, how, which one are we gonna take? How are we gonna go through it? How is it gonna take? Fine, okay. And generally when we approach all refurbs, what is our first process? When we walk in, we wanna do this, do you want someone or yourself to be driven by that? You don't have to be a total process geek, but you need something. Timing. You need a project manager to be able to hold builders to account and also to understand the timing. You know, oh, you can't have a project manager come in and say, yeah, Tej, plaster the whole house. Yeah, one day, mate. Yeah, easy. You need to be thinking, huh? You're a shit project manager. Unless you've got 20 lads on site, it's not practical. Like, there's certain things you'll learn are just not practical. Um, so it's important for them to understand the timing and for you to understand it. And honestly, it is so difficult. Take it from me, 15 refurbs later, when builders say it takes this long to do something, I'm just like, but how? Like, I just can't imagine. Like, I'm just like, what? But it's just, really? I and I always doubt it. I'm always like, hmm, really? You know? And actually, because of that, at some point when lockdown is over, I'm going to go on the site with my builder and say, look, let me spend a day with you. 
only spend a couple of days. I like, just take my gear and just work, labour, you know, because I want to understand it and I just cannot. And it's it's not good because I don't want to be doubting the time frames. I want to say, yep, yeah, that takes that long. I've seen it myself. I've done it myself. Happy days. You know what I mean? You might think that's extreme, but I love it and also find it quite meditative doing like physical work. But it will help me in my relationship with any builder so much and my understanding that for me it's so worth doing that because I just there's no way in hell I'm going to understand it by just being told or seeing pictures, you know. Understanding of construction, this goes back to jargon, you know. Your project manager and or you need to know like the steps, you know. If you're, if you're building a house, you really should understand what the main key steps are and what they consist of. You can outsource it totally, sure, but it's always good to have oversight of what's happening. So, you know, you need to, to an extent, understand construction, you know. If someone says, oh, we can't paint these walls, they're really rough, we need to replaster them. Are they telling the truth? Is that what's normal? Yeah, but how do you know that? So you have to understand it. Again, YouTube, asking builders, you know, going on site with them and just being curious. Oh, why are you doing this? What are you doing that for? You know, and yeah, they could they could say, oh, but chances are they're going to explain it to you because it's not like you're going to go do it yourself, is it, right? You're asking out of curiosity. And I always tell my builders, look, I ask lots of questions, you know. I want to learn what you're doing. I want to understand what you're doing. So it is important to understand it. There's a lot of project managers who are not, who don't understand it. And I'm like, how have you done so many refurbs? Successfully, some. But you don't understand anything, or not any. You don't, but you don't understand a lot of stuff. Like, it's it's very interesting. Maybe there's a lot of trust, you know. But I still think you need to understand it on a base level because, you know, your refurb will make or break your deal. If you're over by ten, twenty, thirty percent, it may not be a, a BRR anymore. It might just be oh, I have to get rid of it, or it might just be like, why did I even bother with the refurb? Should have bought a ready-made cash flowing one. So, you know, you have to you have to know certain things. You also need to look at understanding the bigger picture thinking, you know, like this is one refurb of my whole portfolio across many, many deals. But also a project manager needs to understand if we're a week late, that's a week of lost rent. You know, if we're a few bits over budget, that's Ted having to go get uh, maybe, you know, to ask that investor for more funds or he's paying them more interest. Or you want someone who understands the bigger picture, not just, oh, builders in, builders out, process done, bye. You also want someone who is very good at managing tradespeople. Lord, very difficult job. Uh, I use a builder who manages his own tradespeople, and I sort of work with him as a project, as like a, a you know overseer, should we say? I'm not calling up Sparky and saying, "Why are you not on site, bruv? Calling up that yes, I have certain trades like the floor layers and the gas people who I work with directly, and I'll you know I'll well, I'll introduce them to the builder and say, "Look, I'm not on site. Y'all sort it out and just keep me in the loop," you know. But if you're going to do it yourself, you know, managing trade people is a, yeah, it's fun. Good fun. No, I'm kidding. It, it can be very, very challenging and incredibly frustrating. So, yeah, I prefer, you know, getting a builder who can do all that and then you work with them. That is a lot easier and nicer. So frequently asked questions. Can you project manage from afar? Yes. Preferably if you have, like I said, a builder who has the people underneath him or her. If you are literally doing every single individual trades, uh, hey, if you're if you're a professional project manager, maybe you can. But we all know what builders can be like, and especially what tradespeople can be like, who are maybe not like head builders, you know, like lads are doing various things. I wouldn't do it from far unless I had a builder managing them all. You know what I mean? Like, I just, I think it would be very, very difficult. Is it fun? Is it fun? I get asked. You know what? 
There's a lot of challenges, but it is incredible seeing an absolute wreck become a beautiful home for someone. So it is fun in that element, and I love interior design, so I do love seeing the changes, but is the actual management fun? I mean, it's a lot of people skills and understanding of, can you know, the, the built environment. And I say built environment, but I mean a very small element of it in terms of, for me, buy to let. But, you know, I'm not, I, don't know, I wouldn't say it's not fun, but I wouldn't say I wake up thinking, oh, can't wait to project manage today. It's just sort of like, you know, it's not a problem. And it's a part of it. So it is what it is. Um, another question is, should I hire a professional? I think if you're investing from far and you really want it to be hands-off, then yes. It's going to be tough to find someone who's good. I think I'm, I'm noticing that with anything in any business, especially in property. If you're going to build a house, like from land, or if you're doing developments or bigger stuff, seriously consider hiring a professional. Because it's, it's a total ke different kettle of fish from a buy-to-let refurb, right? Uh, speak to your builder as well, because they might say, Tesla, I'm, I'm, I'm really project managing it, you know, and I'm controlling the lads who are doing it. You know, I don't really want some random you know, project manager dealing. It's not that they're their choice, you're the client, but you know what I mean? It, it may not be good for your relationship, so just check that out. Go off recommendations as usual. Is it difficult? I would say, yeah, it certainly can be difficult. And I think the difficult aspect is dealing with people's egos, heated conversations, things going wrong over budget, and you being like, why wasn't this, you know, you know like... But if you have a good build team and there's a lot of trust and you've done things before and you have friends locally, if you're investing far, who can go check up or you're checking up regularly, you know, it's not difficult. If you're managing individual trades, I'd personally say it's very difficult. Will, I, will you lose money? Another FAQ. I mean, probably. You may lose uh, potential profit more than you lose actual money, but your, things are definitely going to go over budget over time. You know, margins will be tightened up. It is what it is. And your first few ones is going to happen even more and even more and even more. And you just never know. You take the, the wallpaper off, the plaster off, and you don't know what you're going to find, you know, sometimes. So there's always that factor of well, who knows what we're going to find behind these walls, you know, who knows what's under the skin of this. When it goes wrong. So if you're on YouTube, you can see some pictures here of various bits of refurbs that have gone wrong. You know, I've had houses cost 10, you know, what, eight grand more on a refurb that I'm now having to sell that I wanted to keep, that's almost coming to the end of the bridge in about four or five months. Got locked down on, I'm trying to sell it. Conveyancing can take a few months if you're a first-time buyer. Yeah, I'm not paying 5% on the bridge when I when it runs out. I need to do something. And I can't believe it's been that long. That's, again, the terrible, terrible builders that I had previously. But also my lack of making a decision. Um, so poor project management from a project manager, and then from when I took over, poor decision-making from me being the project manager. And you can see a few other pictures, like some really bad tiling, some damp, uh, some walls that haven't been filed, taps haven't been fitted correctly, doors with one screw in. These are minor, minor points. But really, you know, you're selling out, the tiles need to be good quality. If you're renting it out, it needs to be durable and watertight and damp-proof, weather-proof, etc. And if it's not, you know, there's, there's going to be problems. So it can be very costly. How to project manage yourself. So I think, you know, I've gone through the points before about what a project manager does. So you kind of know what you need to be doing, but, you know, briefly, use technology to support you. WhatsApp, video calls, FaceTime, Asana, Trello. You know, some builders will use Asana with you and update as you go along. Or Excel spreadsheet with their spec in. 
and put things in orange and green and red or whatever as they're being done. Having a face-to-face with your builders, I know Corona is a bit difficult now, is so important just to align values and also just to have a face-to-face, you know, like it's important to bond with the people you're working with. Um, And things are just a lot nicer and easier when they're said in person than when they're said over text or on the phone. Set timeframes from day one. Refurbs will be delayed. Things will go over. But set something in day one in writing that at least you can hold them accountable and say, why are you not here now? If there's a valid reason, cool. If there's not, then what's going on? It costs me money. Having that conversation, you know, but not being accusatory so early, just asking, you know, questioning first. Playing dumb if you need to. Accountability. You need to be accountable for managing it, but also the builders need to be accountable for the quality of work and the timelines they're delivering to. So hold people accountable and read about construction. You know, YouTube, online, I've already said this part. Understand what is going on. There's plenty of useful tutorials online and plenty of builders who post useful information. Expect things to go over budget and over time fairly often. They just do... Uh, maybe, you know, I'm setting my, my sort of, not I don't go over budget as much, but over time, yeah, maybe I'm setting the time too quickly. Or, you know, this coronavirus, I have certain builders, I'm giving lots of properties to, you know, there's certain things you have to balance and factor in. Hey, if you want to work with the same good builders, they may spread themselves slightly thin on your properties. And you have to accept that if you want to work with them because you trust them and they're good. You know, it's that risk and reward versus going out and get someone new who could mess it up, right? Pictures and evidence. We all have expensive ass phones. Builders seem to have the most expensive phone. Builders and kids, they have the most expensive phones I've ever seen. Um, get pictures, get videos, get evidence, right? You need proof. You cannot be paying for anything. You cannot be sending any money across without evidence. I don't care what they say. Oh, we worked hard all day. I don't care. Pictures and videos. Evidence is not difficult. It's really straightforward. Everyone can do it. Everyone has WhatsApp, right? good quality pictures before you pay if you're not on site right um and i think this mantra applies to anything hire slowly fire fast take your time finding builders but get rid of them asap um make sure you have contracts with them whether it's a jct joint joint contract tribunal or it's just a written contract which probably most buy selects is a smaller kind of written or emailed contract with clear agreement from both parties um but the most important thing is to not micromanage but also manage enough that they know that you are watching you know and making sure things happen so that has been my podcast and youtube video on how to project manage again not the total guide but i hope it gives you some food for thought and some value and shows you how you can project manage yourself if you really want to um, or if you want to find someone it's giving you some things that you should really be looking for in that person if you haven't left a review, it's really strange. There's like thousands, tens of thousands of listeners to the podcast, but people don't know you can leave reviews. You can. So if you appreciate it, uh, I don't care if you're on Spotify or anything, go to Apple or iTunes. You can leave a review there and you can also leave a review on the Facebook page. Everyone has access to the Facebook page or at least Apple or iTunes. So please, please do leave a review and share with your friends. And I'm on Instagram, Tej.talks. If you like this podcast, connect with Tej on Facebook, LinkedIn, and YouTube for more great content.